I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member of MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, feeling that winter is coming. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Guys, we just have to take this moment right now to acknowledge... (laughs) I did it. (laughs) Nick did it, guys. He caught up on Game of Thrones. He's there. He's finally there. So now that you're finally caught up, who's your favorite character? Um... My favorite character, I'm I'm not gonna give, try to give any spoilers, but probably, uh, probably Bron. <laughs> what this most random thing? Probably ever. Sir Bron of the Blackwater. I love Bron. <laughs> Bron just does his thing. He's going about his life. He's a hired sword, and he just you know whoever's paying him, he's just he'll just go. And he is super awesome. And he he did that thing again in that battle and. It was pretty crazy, and then he almost died, and then he didn't, and that's as far as I can go without spoiling anything. So it's pretty much every character in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he did that um, thing in a battle. <laughs> so I'm a huge, huge Game of Thrones nerd guy, and I collect a bunch of random different, different things at Game of Thrones. And he has a lock so been, of Daenerys hair in his office. It's the, <laughs> most, it was the weirdest a, thing. He framed it. I was like, how did you do that? It's a braid. <laughs> uh, no, I do it's not. not even her but, hair. It's a wig. <laughs> Um, but the entertainment weekly, um, magazines came out the other day and I was so hyped. I was counting down to it. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go get a couple of my favorite covers for this last season. So they have 16 covers and it's like, which one do you want? And I get to Barnes and Noble. My wife is with me and, uh, I bought five. <laughs> She's five like, why do you need magazine? It's the same magazine, but different covers because I, I just, I collected some of those things and, um, I couldn't decide on one and. My wife's like, why do you need five of the same one? I'm like, you don't understand. There's different covers. It's <laughs> like, there's, so that's my, uh, the dog. heart wants what the heart wants, Isaac. I know, I know. I'm so ready for this. And I, I heard this thing the other day. And I haven't confirmed it, but one of the biggest episodes of Game of Thrones is going to be the third one. Uh, but what I haven't, oh, season eight, looked at, yes, of this new one coming mm-hmm. up is the same night that that third episode of this new season is. <laughs> Is the same night that Avengers Endgame comes out. Wow. So it's like, ooh. It's a night for the nerds that have stuck through it to the end and watched countless, <laughs> that's a lot of, countless hours of It's <laughs> a lot of battle, building battling that, that day. Anyway, it's all Game of Thrones talk. Sorry. There you go. That's all of it. And uh, yeah, so I finally caught up and I'm excited about it. And much like in Game of Thrones, the night is dark. The night is dark and full of terrors for the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh. <laughs> Right it's now, it is. Uh, it's just not a great time right now. To talk about the Mavericks as far as basketball. Uh, they're twenty-eight and forty-two. They have lost. Um, they're two and eight in their last ten. It's uh, it's just a rough time right now. And so we are going to play some hypotheticals because that is what we do when it's not super fun to talk about the actual basketball team. So today we're asking the question: Which Eastern Conference players or assets would you trade if the Mavs keep their pick? So. The Mavs can keep their pick if it, if it falls in the lottery one through four. There's It's impossible for them to get five right now. Um, they would have to move to the fifth spot, I think, to be able to get five. 
And so um, I don't think they're going to be able to get past Atlanta, who is now 20 and 52. Or no, they're 24 and 48. And so that's that's too many games. Way too many. Yeah. <laughs> it's five. That's five games that the Atlanta is ahead of them in the tank standings. So so let's just say that it's it's one through four. Uh, we're we're gonna go through down every single team in the Eastern Conference. Look at their look at their players. Look at the assets they have, their draft picks, things like that. And which players would we actually want to trade any of these picks for? So let's just start like this. The number one pick. If the Mavericks get the number one pick, and we've gone over this, they're gonna they draft Zion, unless they were, <laughs> I don't know, unless they, they found no, something out that none out. of us know, and. If they get Zion, is there any player in the Eastern Conference or asset maybe? Is there any player or asset in the Eastern Conference that the Mavericks should even let's say think about trading Zion for? We're talking like players, so like Giannis or Bradley yeah. Beal or you know guys like that. Is there anybody you look at in the Eastern Conference that you would even consider the number one pick for? There's only one player and that's Giannis for me that I would trade Zion Williamson for and that's Giannis. Not Embiid. Uh, Outside of that, no. Uh, I think with where Porzingis and Luca are at in their age, in this 23-20, adding Zion, the craziness of Zion at 19, you're you're talking about putting together a trio that could be, I mean, legitimately together for the next decade that is just absolutely insane. So, yeah, Giannis is the only player I would do that for in the Eastern Conference. There are people that, I think would debate on Bradley Bill. And I say think um, because that's a conversation between fans and uh, some media the other night. Like, would you trade that top pick for Bradley Bill? I think Bradley Bill's good. You had a great piece of him talking about him making all NBA on one of your recent videos. And I think he should make all NBA now. You've convinced me. And, but I still wouldn't trade Zion for him no matter how good of a fit he would be with Luka and Porzingis. And the reason why people would think that the Mavericks should possibly trade Zion, there, there, there is a, a semi-logical reason. Is that even Zion is still an unknown quantity in the NBA. There have been guys that you know that have come up in, in the NBA. Like, like Andrew Wiggins is probably a really good example of a guy that came up, had all the tools, looked like he was going to just be this awesome guy. He wasn't as productive as Zion in college, and I'll give him that. But he just looked like he was going to be this defensive monster. He was going to be able to to score. And he's been able to score in the NBA, albeit not very efficiently. And his defense has been awful. He just does not seem to be interested in the defensive end up to this point in his career. And so even getting a number one pick like that and getting the best guy that everyone agrees is the best guy may not be the best you know, decision. There's still unproven guys. There's, you never know how their skills are going to translate. You never know what going from a structured environment like you know college um, to the NBA, what that can do. Guys get way more time. We've heard from a lot of different athletes about how you get to the NBA and you're like, oh my gosh, I have all this time. You know, <laughs> we're just, we're on planes, and then all of a sudden we're we're in um, you know the the city of where we're gonna play that night, and they're like, all right, well we'll meet back here in you know seven hours, <laughs> something crazy like that. You just have all this time on your hands, and you never know what guys are gonna do at that time, and so it's still. Uh, and you never know how the NBA is going to react to that guy's game. We you could get Zion in the NBA. All of a sudden, he's overmatched because he's trying. To, he's been being played at the you know the five or the four, and guys are just bigger than him and not bigger. No, no, no nobody's bigger, bigger than tall. They're taller than him. They have more length than him. And so, just to be able to take away the things that he's really good at, 
neither of us think that that's the that's the no, case. No. But there are people that say that um, the unproven talent you should take to the the proven talent over the unproven talent. Zion's still an unproven talent as far as NBA is concerned. He's still unproven talent. He's still going to have to like adjust to the NBA. But he is one of the most proven commodities prospects, he's, yeah. prospects to come out. He's at since least the most viewed the prospect. 80. Yeah, it, but he, I think he has, I honestly think Zion has the one of the highest floors coming into the draft I've ever seen. Just because I, there's, I don't, there's hardly any scenario in which I could see him not succeeding. That I, I've joked about this and said, I think his floor is Draymond Green. I think at the least he's Draymond Green. But I think he can be a combo of Draymond, Blake, Barkley, hints of Sean Kemp, Larry Johnson, like a bunch of these dudes. Like, but I think his floor is legitimately Draymond Green. But and that's a heck of a floor. It, it's just he's just an absolute uh, freak of nature. So like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, he's he's proven. So anyway, Giannis is the only one that I would trade him for. I wouldn't. I would not trade him for Bradley Bill. If you could get Kawhi on it, like a sign and trade. For a longer term deal, would you consider Kawhi? You got him on that on the on a five year deal from Toronto. A five year deal? What's what's Kawhi's age right now? He's not that Three old. Nine. He's got to be like 27, 28. Yeah, I mean he's in his. You know, he came in that George Hill trade from Indiana to to San Antonio, and he's twenty seven right now. So yeah, be twenty eight in June. <clears throat> okay, if you're saying I had Kawhi Leonard for five years, yes, I would do. It. Uh, so you wouldn't do it for Ben Simmons? No. You wouldn't do it for no. Kyrie? No. Same kind of deal, a, a sign and trade for Kyrie? No, no, no. Who are the other good players in the East? Embiid, no. Uh, Bradley Bill, no. Oladipo, no. No. Yeah, there's so, the, so there's else. nobody in the not, – not even a collection of, let's say, you get Jason Tatum, all three of the picks from the Celtics, and you get – yeah, you know, something else, then a future pick or something like oh, that. Oh gosh! Well, if we start taking collections at that point, that's we're taking uh, collections. I would still say no to the Boston thing. Ooh, even for Jason Tatum and all the players and all the picks <laughs> and all the picks, all the picks. Sure, three picks this year, another pick in the future. You get four picks and Tatum. I mean, that's tempting. I would think about Ooh. that. That's talking tempting. him into it. We're talking. We're, we're t- if you're getting the if you're getting the Memphis pick too for next year, but uh, yeah, that yeah, that's tempting. But I still, I'm still all in on Zion though. Okay, I am too. I'm with you too. All right, so we've answered that question. There's really nobody except for Giannis that we would trade the number one pick for. So when we come back in let, the, in, in the East, in the yes, East. yes, we're just doing the Eastern Conference today. We'll focus on the Western Conference at some point, you know, going forward. So let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about the two through four picks. All right, Isaac. So, looking at the rest of the you know the teams in the in the Eastern Conference, let's say the Mavericks pick lands anywhere between two and four. And uh, I saw this this funny. Um, I think I can't. No, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I feel like I met him before, but it's Mike Gribinoff or Gribnoff from from the Stepian. And he did his uh, like a a big board ahead of the the tournament, and his tiers were set up like this. Number one, tier one was Zion. And tier two was, and he, he did it by like draft picks. So he was like, number two spot, don't draft. Number three spot, don't draft. Number four spot, don't draft. Number five, and then it was like five. It was like RJ Barrett, Jared Culver, and uh, and somebody else was in those those next three spots. And then under it was like, don't draft, don't draft, don't draft. He said, if you get in that two through, 
you know, four, two through four spot, do anything you can to trade out of that spot. And I just thought that was really funny. It was on the step in. And because uh, this draft is kind of like that. There's really not a second best player. I mean, the second best prospect is probably RJ Barrett, right? He has, yes. he was, you know, the, the next best prospect coming into this college season. Uh, he's done some up and down things in his year in, uh, in Duke. And so now uh, for the, Ma- so there's, they're kind of all the same to me. Two through four kind of feel the same, at least for the Mavericks, they would feel the same. So for the Mavericks, yes, I would say most teams would have RJ Barrett at two. Yeah, well, even the Mavericks might have might have him at two, but as far as talent, but as far as value to the Mavericks, I feel like two through four would be the same. Yeah, yeah, and for most other teams too, I think. So let's go through. Let's just go through in alphabetical order. We'll try to go through this as quick as we can. Just looking over their assets, their draft picks, uh, current players. Is there anyone on the Hawks that you would trade two through four? The the draft pick two, three, or four, four, four. four. Now remember, I'm gonna throw out names, and this is some of them. That's why I was thinking about your your statement of do they value two through four the same? Because there's players that I think I would trade the the second pick for, but I don't know if I would trade. The Let's start with Atlanta. Does Atlanta value two any different than they would four? Yeah, I think they would because Maybe. I think RJ I think RJ Barrett would be would be big for them. So, okay, would you trade the fourth pick for Kevin Herter? No, no, probably not. I feel like you could get something better than that. Okay, would you trade the fourth pick for John Collins? You wanted to say, you want to immediately say yes. I mean, yes, let's yeah, say you're, Atlanta, getting, you're getting let's a say, really really good player. I just let's I'm say Atlanta. About, I'm concerned about the fit with Porzingis and Luca. Okay, I get that. He's not de- not a defensive guy. I think I would still trade. I would trade the fourth pick for John Collins. I think I would. At the end of the day, I think I would too. But it's something to think about. And you say why would why would Atlanta do this? What if Atlanta landed at one and got Zion? Yeah, and then they they would rather get somebody like Ja Morant or not Ja Morant, but like I don't know Culver or Cam Reddish or RJ at four or something like that. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh, John Collins is the only one. Kevin Herter, I like Kevin Herter a lot, but I think that's just a little too high. So, what about Trey John Young? Collins? No, get out of here! Stop. Really? You two well, through four? You wouldn't trade? Okay, wouldn't trade Trey Young. Okay, well, okay. Yes, I meant I was viewing realistic things. I don't. They're not giving up Trey Young for that. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, so we're talking about realistic. I thought I thought we were just talking about any players or picks. Yeah, well, I'm okay. Well, if it's like if we get to Philly, I'd be like, oh yeah, I do Embiid. I would do all these guys. Like I was thinking more, like I would do Giannis, obviously. But, hmm. but we can still talk about unrealistic and realistic. Like I don't think Trey Young's an option. I would do Trey Young for sure if they would give him up for two through four. Agreed. Any any of the the Hawks draft picks? Let's say they wanted to. No. Wanted, uh, let's say that you, let's say they get like I don't know seven or eight or something like that they want to trade down give you your pick for next year to go up so that atlanta can go up to two um sure yeah yeah i think if, i would do that if too. i if i move down some or something like that or what if they're like hey we'll give you our unprotected pick for next year if you give us number two to get rj sure so then essentially essentially the mavericks and the hawks that have a pick swap for next year <laughs> yeah for the most part because in this scenario the mavericks keep their pick this year so atlanta doesn't get it Atlanta's yeah. Atlanta's situation is so weird. I tweeted this the other day. They could go anywhere. In, the lottery is so massive for them. They could go anywhere in the lottery front. They could have the the seventh or eighth pick, just that, and the Mavericks would get a top four pick, so they wouldn't get a second pick. 
or they could get one and and uh, six. <laughs> Imagine one, getting one and six, or just eight. Those are, that's their outcomes. That's their their uh, the range of outcomes. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it really is. I mean, they could yeah they could make some massive moves on draft. Their rebuild could be extremely expedited come come lottery night. It's pretty much decided on lottery night how fast the rebuild is going to be. Yeah, and they could take those two picks and package them for somebody else right. if a, a star in the league. They shouldn't. They, they should just take Zion, but yeah. if they get there. All right, the uh, the Boston Celtics. Is there anyone on the Boston Celtics you would trade two through four for? Uh, I mean, definitely Jason Tatum, uh, two through four, any of those picks. I'll I'll go ahead and say I'll do I'd do two through four for Jalen Brown. I would too. I I would do two. Yeah. I would definitely do Jalen Brown. And people are people might disagree with like some of these players are throwing out there, but you have to remember just how the drop off after Zion and the, those group of players at that two through four spot and any of those guys through there. Even though I love DeAndre Hunter and I, you know, if they stayed there and they had to draft, I would pick him. Uh, Jalen Brown would help them win now. Worst take. It's my worst take in history. Um, I don't think a lot of Mavs fans would be upset about that. Jalen Brown's kind of the next Porzingis in a guy that is in a situ- at a, an interesting situation that could become available that Mavericks fans want now. It feels like he's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Porzingis was the guy, and now it's it's so promote all your energies toward getting Jalen Brown because he would be a great fit next to Luca. Would you trade four for Marcus Smart? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, I agree. Man, there's thinking, okay. okay. So Marcus Smart, he's he'd have a three-year contract after this season, so twelve and a half million, thirteen million, fourteen million. So that's not a ton. Yeah. Um, he could definitely play. He'd definitely start, and he would be a great starting next to because you can start at least one non-shooter. But this season he's been good. He's he shot three well this year. Yeah. Did I throw out I would my do Boston? Four. I think I might do four for Marcus Smart. Give me something else though. Like give me did, give me Marcus I, Smart and something. But did I throw out my Boston trade thing on this podcast the other day? The three way trade with Boston, New Orleans, and us. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Where where the um New Orleans gets Tatum, Mavericks get When New Orleans would get Tatum and RJ Barrett. This is if Mavericks landed at two. And they and Boston called and said because Boston's going to get the Kings pick and the Clippers pick now, which right now is like like fourteen and eighteen. Do you want so Tatum Boston, and RJ Barrett? No, but here's the thing: what if what if Boston called Dallas if Dallas was at two and said we'll give you Marcus Smart fourteen and eighteen for RJ Barrett, and then you turn around to New Orleans? You obviously do this if New Orleans wants them and said New Orleans, here's RJ Barrett, Jason Tatum, and the Memphis pick. That's a decent mm. package for AD. And then, so then Dallas obviously moves back. They get 14 and 18. You get two shots in this draft to just try to find some role players, Dorian Finney-Smith types, and you get Marcus Smart. Well, Dorian Finney-Smith is undrafted, and the Mavericks are really good at undrafted, so they would have to just, that's very might true. As well just wait till the draft is over to get their role players. <laughs> but I would do that, and that's a testament of, like, I would rather have Marcus Smart 14 and 18 instead of R.J. Barrett. And that might be blasphemy to some people, but in the – if you've watched the, the Mavericks over the last couple weeks, you've seen just their depth is like they have NBA players, but they don't have like playoff NBA players at, at many mm-hmm. positions. And so especially I would like Marcus Smart, especially starting level and, and Marcus Smart can be that. And so you want to get as many shots as you can to acquire, acquire players like that. 
like Cam Johnson, who I said on the on Twitter the other day of saying, uh, I, tw- I literally tweeted out, I said, how people have Cam Johnson a second round pick baffles me. People replied to me on Twitter and was like, he's old. He only he can only shoot. That's the only thing he can do. Blah, blah, blah. Different people came at me. ESPN re- released their mock draft, uh, is it yesterday or two days ago? They had Cam Johnson going at 19 now, a top 20 pick. So uh, Moving on up. Yeah, get off me. They also had Daniel Gafford drop into the second round and Dallas getting him with their second round pick. He was a projected lottery pick last year before he went back to school. Mm. Anyway. If the Mavericks do stay, if the Mavericks do keep their pick and it's anywhere two to four, I'm kind of more interested in that second round pick than the first one. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Because they can find people. They can. All right, let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. Is there any, let's say, collection of players or maybe – Maybe D'Angelo Russell, if you want to just take it that way. Is yeah, any, he's about to hit free agency, so I didn't count him. Any collection of... Or you could do a sign and trade, right? Can you do a sign and trade with a restricted free agent? Mm, I don't know. It gets thing. tricky. If, if ever I say a salary cap thing and it's wrong, I always get tweets. And so now I'm self-conscious about anything. But but I will say this. This is, uh, this is where the trade exception will come into play when it comes to draft stuff. Because if Dallas gets like the second pick or third pick or something like that, and they want to trade it, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. For, um, I don't know Drew Holiday's exact number, but somebody that can fit into the trade exception, they wouldn't have to have the salary cap to fit that player into their salary number right now. They would have the trade exception. Because the new year... Ha- wouldn't start until July 1st. Yeah, Drew Holiday. So, Drew Holiday has that contract is the exact same for three years. He's $25.9 million. So he's right in there. Okay, so he yeah, he wouldn't fit then. Um, so, but anyway, my point is you wouldn't have to have $21 million in cap space to bring on a player just for the pick. You could trade the player for, I mean, the pick straight up for a player making 20 and you bring the 20 into your trade exception before the new year starts. But anyway, that, that's getting confusing now. It's just getting getting to be too, De- too but but Brooklyn I mean Dinwiddie Lavert Jared Allen would you trade yeah, the what fourth, if Brooklyn decides to just just do like four guys and the Mavericks can get four rotation players for them uh they wouldn't do that but would they would they trade I mean would you take what two would you take any two of their role players for the fourth pick okay so I go one pick th- two and we're not putting Russell in there Right? Or- so, like, no, no Russell. So, it's like Dinwiddie and Jared Allen for the fourth pick. Oh, Jared Allen. Yes, absolutely. I think I would do it, too. Actually, give me give me Jared Allen and Joe Harris. Just give me those guys. That's all I want. I like Dinwiddie a lot, though. I like Dinwiddie. Okay, give me Dinwiddie. Give me Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, and Joe Harris. <laughs> Let's just do Dinwiddie and Joe Harris. No, no, no. Got to have Jared Allen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do Joe Harris and Dinwiddie. Okay. Jared Allen, Axel Porzingis is. Mm. <laughs> to New York people now. Um, yeah, Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's hard. Brooklyn's difficult. And unless it's an R, unless it's RJ Barrett, I don't know. They probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. All right, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's speed through the rest of these Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. All right, Isaac, the Charlotte Hornets. Is there anything on Charlotte, any player on the Charlotte Hornets or draft pick that you would do uh, for the two through four pick? Would you trade? I don't, I don't think there's anything. Nah, I would do four for Miles Bridges. Straight up four for Miles Bridges. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Man, I I don't know about that right now. I would. Yeah. Not for Monk, but for Miles Bridges, yes. Interesting. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. Is this we got? Ooh, is this a Twitter worthy poll? No. Why not? Because I, I think you would lose bad. Miles Bridges has not had that great of a. He had a good start, <laughs> but he has. He, he said, "Don't put it on Twitter because you would lose bad." Dude's dude's only he's averaging less than twenty minutes per game on Charlotte, who's under five hundred team. Okay, do we want Miles Bridges or Cam Reddish? Can we get can we get anyone else besides Cam Reddish? Can, you know you know Cam Reddish is not is my anti guy. I don't. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I I just I think Miles Bridges would fit great on this team. Doing what? I think he's like a a a, a, a bigger version of Marcus Smart. I think he can play defense. He can he can hit a three. He give you athleticism. I like him. You know, Charks would be all about it. Still, Charks loves Miles. Yeah. Charks loves Miles Bridges. I'll have to talk to him. I'll have to talk to him about that. I'm not. I'm not I'll sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm for that right now. <laughs> all right, moving on to the Chicago the Chicago Bulls. Is there anyone on the Bulls that you'd be interested in? Well, Mark. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, Mark. They wouldn't yes. do that. What'd you do, Wendell Carter Jr.? The Mavericks might. The Mavericks probably would. Mavericks liked him. I well, it all depends on how you think he fits with with KP. I think he would fit well. I don't know. I'm, I'm t- It's I'm torn on that one. I think if I lean, if I had to pick, I think I would take Wendell over that fourth pick. But I don't know. I think that any big man can fit with KP though. Just, just to be honest. Yeah, but it just can fit. Yes, but it, I think it just goes into how they want to build the team. And what we've talked about a lot is he going to play the five? Is he going to play the four? And what's he want to play more of? And all that stuff. So. Yeah, but I probably do Wendell on that. One. I probably would too. You could convince me on that. Yeah. No one else on the Bulls. I guess no. they don't really have anyone else. No, I'm not doing Levine. Sorry. Oh my gosh, Zach Levine. Would you do Jim Boylan? anyone on cleveland okay this is this is kind of this is a name that we've would you do the fourth pick for kevin love oh my gosh this is the question there's so many good and bad things with this (laughs) okay so kevin love still a good player still a good nba player yeah his contract is not good is not well (laughs) It it's see it's almost like fair, you know? <laughs> it's not it's not like a crazy John Wall contract where he's making 37, 40 million, but it's also not a good contract. So he's making next season he makes 28.9 million, then 31, then 31, then 28.9 again. So it's a four-year contract that you'd be getting starting next season. You get Kevin Love next to Porzingis. Yeah. You have the probably the best three-point shooting front court in NBA history. <laughs> But he's 30 years old. Right. By the time this contract's up, fully guaranteed in 2022-23. He's Channing Fry. He's $28.9 million and he's 35, I think, at that point. You also you get no. the rebounding that you want so bad. You do get the rebounding. I like Kevin Love. I think LeBron kind of put him in the dumpster and ruined the last part of his career. But Ruined. <laughs> um, It's just kind of where, yeah. And... When we have talked about bringing Mike Conley or a bigger contract like that uh, right now, because Luke is young, for two years that's one thing, but Love's on the books for four more years after this, basically like $30 million a year for the next four years. So I wouldn't be about it. Yeah, I'm not about that either. Colin Sexton? No, definitely not. 
Same. Ex- no. Why? Why are you hating on Colin Sexton? Why is anybody hating on Colin Sexton right okay, now? Okay, we do the Colin Sexton. If you trade for Colin Sexton, obviously value wise, yes, you would do that value wise. But he is he is everything that we wanted Dennis to be. He is a good defender, and he shoots really good from three point line. Forty one percent from three right now. I know he is shooting really well. I did not expect him to shoot this well from three his rookie year. Forty one percent. He had a heck of a fourth quarter the other night. People trashed him so hard. And at the beginning of the season, low key, he's also not really a point guard, which would be good for the Mavericks. I'm doing. I'm telling you right now, I would trade four for Colin Sexton. You could talk me into that one. Ah, okay. Just because of how well he's shooting right now, you shoot well as a point guard on a bad team from three. That's kind of stop. And he's shooting well from the free throw. That's good. I think it's. I think it's good if you're on a bad team. I know. No, that's no. That's what I'm saying. For on on a bad team, like that's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. We can go over a little bit today. Okay. It's fine. Um, Sorry, David. Yeah. We, we've, how many teams have we gone through? Six? <laughs> no, we're good. Detroit. There's Pi- a couple of these I have nobody for. Yeah. So. Detroit Pistons. I don't think I, I would I don't think anybody. Drummond. Oh, my gosh. Drummond and Porzingis you, is like. Would you trade the second overall pick for Blake Griffin? Is Drummond and Porzingis there? They complement each other in ways that we wouldn't even expect. I mean, he would board. I mean, KP would definitely just be your full-time four. But KP doesn't get any boards, and Drummond gets doing all it for the Drummond. boards. I'm, I'm throwing names out here, that, even names I wouldn't do. I would not do it for Drummond, but, man, it would be uh, spicy if two through four for Blake Griffin was on the table. Yeah, that contract is not too bad. It's not that bad either. He's going to be second-team All-NBA. He's gonna Watch be, out. He's going to be second- or third-team All-NBA. He's gonna make thirty-four million next year, thirty-six million the year after that, and then a player option for thirty-eight point nine. So that that contract's big, but he's still really good. He can pass the heck out of the ball. Yes, that if it's the it's if it, if it's the fourth pick, I could talk myself into that. And he shoots really well now. Him, KP, and Luca. I mean, that's yeah for the next three years. Me. You're just talking you the next three years. Yeah, you could convince me Western Conference Finals type of stuff. Oh, interesting. Okay, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Depot. Okay. No. Well, yeah. I don't think they would do it. Right. Sabonis and Miles Turner are the ones that. That's an interesting. Oh, and I do it absolutely for Miles Turner. If we're talking about one, yes, I would too. I think one of the, I think a legit conversation. For both teams would be four for Sabonis. What'd you do, man? That? That's that's interesting. Sabonis is still on his rookie deal. He's making three and a half million next year. Restricted free agent the year after that. He's twenty two years old. He's twenty two. He would give you all the rebounding you want alongside KP. Defense not the best, but that I think I would do it. I think I would. And you say, why would Indiana do it? Because a lot of people think at some point they're going to have to pick between him and Miles Turner. If they pick Miles Turner, which they are, they just they, gave him a contract extension. He's making eighteen million every single year for the next four years. So yeah. So and if they look at it and say, you know what, this is a chance for us to go out and get another wing, whether it's Cam Reddish or if R.J. Barrett falls to four or whatever it is, would you trade uh, for Sabonis? And I, I would like so. Indi- uh, yeah. Indiana is a fascinating situation right now because they have so many free agents coming up this summer. They basically have Oladipo, uh, McDermott, Miles Turner, Sabonis, TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday, and that's all they have on their books. 
Yeah, they have a ton of cap space. A ton of ton of free agents. For West sure. West Matthews wants the Brinks truck. <laughs> uh, Miami Heat. Any of their guys? Uh, I would definitely do it for Bam. Yes. I would do Bam, oh, Bam two through four. He's amazing. I love him. Justice Winslow, I have no clue what to think about him outside of the role he's in right they've now in Miami. As, yeah, they've used him as a point guard this season. He started at point guard against the Mavs this season. Okay, would you do four for Josh Richardson? Ooh, I like Josh Richardson. He's just not shooting. That one's a hot, that one's well, hard. But. That one's super hard for me. Josh Richardson is 25 years old. Actually, he's picked it up recently. Okay, so... He's a guy that, that doesn't shoot well from the field, but shoots well from three. And he's done that his whole career. Yeah. That was tough. Because he would fit alongside Luca. Yeah, two through four, I feel like I would do that. He I think I, I think I'll lean no, but I could be convinced. And he's he's making ten million next season, ten point eight the year after that, player option in twenty twenty one, twenty two. So he's basically making the same salary as who you draft. That's true too. I think I would say no. Anyway, keep going. Milwaukee Bucks. I don't have anybody. No Brogdon. Besides, well, Brogdon's a free agent and all that. I love Brogdon, but I don't. I I don't know how this injury is going to affect Brogdon's free agency. By the way, I don't. I don't like the tweets that I get automatically as soon as Brogdon goes down to the injury, say, asking if this helps the Mavericks' chances in free agency with him. I don't like those. Exactly. Tweets. I'm not I'm not about yeah. that. Don't tweet us those things. He's restricted free agent, so I we have no idea. The New York Knicks. Would you do the fourth pick for any of Nellikin and Knox or Robinson? Man, Mitchell Robinson. How crazy would it be in one year to go from a second second round pick, like mid second round pick, to being traded for the fourth overall pick in the draft? Is that an indictment on? <laughs> NBA draft scouts, or is that an indictment on this draft in 2019? Or an indictment on how good he actually is. <laughs> Man. Um, I think I would say no on all three. Yeah, when it came down to it, probably no. But Mitchell Robinson it interests me. Yeah. The Orlando Magic. Oh, this one's fun. What'd you do for from Obamba? <laughs> no. If they wanted to play KP at four, I would think about it. If? What do you mean if? Like if Dallas wanted to play KP at the full-time four, I would think about it. And they and they traded four for Mobamba. But they don't? What? Oh. Stop it. <laughs> we can't, we're not talking about that. <laughs> um, I'm saying if... If they were down for that front court pairing, talking about an, an insane, super tall, super long front court, that would be super tall. I mean, sick man. What is Mobamba seven one and KP longest wingspan in NBA history? Longest wingspan for Mobamba. Obviously, obviously, Mobamba's stock right now is super low because he's been hurt for a while and just everything he has. He's super raw right now, but uh, I could be convinced for the fourth pick for Mobamba. The thing about the Mo Bamba, think about Mo Bamba at this point now. I mean, we did the whole Mo Bamba for Dennis Smith Jr. thing earlier this season, but now the Mavericks have changed so much. They 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 want and need to win now, and Mo Bamba is not going to do that for you. He'd he'd be if you were going to take the long long approach on this. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They want somebody. Remember, remember when we uh, named that the title of the podcast and we talked about Dennis and Mo Bamba and, and Dennis then it. Dennis liked the tweet and then people were like, oh my gosh, he liked the tweet. And, then and a couple weeks then, later, he kind of demanded a trade. And then a couple weeks later, they were actually in talks with, you know, Orlando. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the teams that, you know, his agent, you know, some people was kind of okay with. And, uh, I, you know, wild coincidence, right? You know? We got Dennis Jr. traded. That's what I. That's what I figured out from that. No, we didn't. Uh, but, would you do Aaron Gordon for two through four? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that one's tough. Gordon, Porzingis, Luca. I think I would do it too. Jonathan Isaac, because because Gordon has the 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 descending contract too. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yes, I think I would do Gordon. Makes nineteen point eight next year, eighteen the year after that, and sixteen point four the year after that. Yes, I would do Aaron Gordon. Jonathan Isaac? Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Jonathan Isaac would be my last resort of, hey, I can't get any uh, a win-now type of player. So if it's going to be a more of a not um, – what, what's the freaking word I'm thinking about? A last resort? Is, no, a last resort. More of a uh, kind of – Contingency Younger – well, no, younger potential type player, I would definitely trade it for John. I would take Jonathan Isaac over anybody in this draft after Zion. Would you rather trade for for Isaac over Bamba or Bamba if you had to pick between one of the two? Uh, probably Jonathan Isaac. Yes, I think so too. I'm with you on that too. Okay, the Philadelphia 76ers. I have nobody besides obviously Embiid and the like main dudes. What about a sign and trade for for Tobias? Dang, bro, that's hard. Maxing out Tobias. I didn't say maxing out, but well, I mean that's what he's gonna. Agree. He would only agree to it because he's gonna get big money. I mean, I guess I would. I don't know. That one's tough. I I have no answer on that one. No Zaire Smith. I like Zaire Smith, but <laughs> the thing with Tobias is I like him as a player and the fact that he's obviously bought into being the third or fourth wheel in Philly, that he would be kind of the same type of role in Dallas. And to everything I've heard about, he seems like an awesome guy yes. and you would obviously get Boban in the deal also. So <laughs> can we get Boban and Sala in the same locker room and can we get them as friends too? I think I could be, I, okay. I could be convinced to do this. It wouldn't be my first option though. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree to it on the on the first phone call. I would say, "Oh, that's cool. Let me hang up, and I'll talk to you in a little while." That's not a. I can't. I have to get this done before I get off the phone deal. I don't know why Philly would do it though. No, no, no. Philly wouldn't do that. Yeah. The Sacramento Kings. They're not in the East. Get off. Oh my gosh! How did I type that name? Okay. The oh, I thought you explained. I was on. thinking about the Cincinnati Royals, that, who they used to be before they moved to Sacramento. That's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> The Toronto, the Toronto Raptors. Okay, I have something super spicy for you. Oh, I'm excited. RJ Barrett is from Canada. Yes. So he's the great Canadian he, hope that Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be. Kawhi Leonard, you know, probably going to the Clippers. If he does that, Marcus all probably opts out. Maybe leaves. And they're sitting there saying, man, we got Van Vliet. We got Siakam. We got some of our young guys. This is probably going to be kind of a, a, another type of rebuild. Still got Kyle Lowry What's, making $33.4 million. Yeah. 
expiring. What's it going to take? What's it going to take for us to get RJ Barrett from Canadian? A lot of people are hyping him up as the best Canadian basketball player coming up. I talked to Dwight Powell about RJ Barrett back a while ago and he's just raving about him both from Canada. So, is there a deal around OG that they could build to get RJ Barrett to pair with Siakam moving forward in the future if they rebuild. Yeah, if they're going full rebuild, can you get OG and Lowry? That's the thing. Would you do Lowry straight up for the fourth pick? I don't think so. He's, ex- but he's a one-year expiring deal. But if it's Lowry and OG for the third pick in which it's RJ Barrett, let's say the Suns get the second pick and they're taking John Morant, and it's the third pick, RJ Barrett is there, Toronto calls up. They know Kawhi's leaving, and they're saying, hey, we want RJ to be in Canada. This is going to be crazy for our fan base. We'll trade you OG and Kyle Lowry. That's so dang tempting. That would be the the Toronto equivalent of LeBron going to Cleveland, I feel like. Except LeBron was, like, really good, and RJ Wow. (laughs) Huge shot. No, 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 RJ's good. Stop. I was just just kidding. He's getting a lot of hate right now. (laughs) No. He's he's a good player. He's going to be good, but... But yeah, so okay, that was that was my type of thing because obviously we would love Siakam in Dallas, but Siakam's just not happening. Yeah, so. he's kind of their their untouchable guy. What about OG and Serge Ibaka? Serge Ibaka, one year, twenty three million, great fit next to Porzingis. No, Vegas. no, no. Before this year, it looked like his kneecaps were, I mean, absolutely gone, and now he's like, oh, I'm decent now. No, you think he went to Germany? Think him and Kobe took a trip to Germany? <laughs> <laughs> I would take Van Fleet, OG, and like a draft pick. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah, definitely. Something like that. Van Vliet would be nice on this team. All right, the anyway. last one, the Washington Wizards. Uh, I mean, Bradley Bill's the only one. And if you're Washington, if you want to embrace the rebuild, Bradley Bill says, I want out. You got the second overall pick, and you're saying, all right, well, here's R.J. Barrett. And they're like, well, you know, we got Jabari, so I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to know? Do you want to know how sad it is over in Washington Wizards land right now? Are they looking for the Dwight Powell's? I mean, Dwight Powell, Dwight Howard's player option. <laughs> I was listening to Locked On Wizards the other day. Uh, our guy Quentin Mayo came on this podcast before, and uh, and Becca. I, I love. I love that. Oh, Becca's great. Yeah, Becca at Becca MVP on Twitter. She they call her the uh, the first lady of of Washington sports. that's great i love that that name we have kirk in that role he's not the first lady obviously but kirk is like the official mascot of of dallas sports ringleader he's the yeah he's he's the guy ahead of everyone Uh, but i was listening to them the other day and they were discussing okay we have to choose one this summer you know the, the wizards don't have any you know cap space and they have to you know uh, maybe extend Bradley Beal with the, the, the potential Supermax if he makes an All-NBA team, but this is what we got to do. And Okay, you got to pick one. Jabari Barker or Bobby Portis? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, this is real sad. <laughs> That's their segments right that now. Was, that was their main segment of podcast. And uh, it's not that it was a bad choice of, of content. It was just that the, that's what the, the team no, has, I mean, that's... <laughs> has given them as far as content on a given day, on a random hey, we, Wednesday. We've been there. <laughs> oh, yes. We, we've been there before. Hey, also, shout out. They had a podcast the other day. It was an all-ladies podcast. It was three three of them on there. They talked to everything. It, it was, yeah, I recommend go l- listen to that. Yeah, that's, cool. that's something we can never do. <laughs> that's We just completely give it up to 
to somebody else. I guess we could get our wives on the podcast sometimes. And then a step out. <laughs> that would be who Avery Avery's asking asking uh Hey, so uh him. what about you know, Luca, we're looking in four years when his you know, he's take when he's uh, gonna be a restricted free agent and what kind of cast space do you think that they'll have at that point? How frugal <laughs> do they look to be? How clean will their books be at that point? My wife answers in Portuguese and it's just over. <laughs> oh man. All right. That was interesting. It's uh there's not a lot. I mean there's like one thing on every team it feels like. But what's crazy is it, it's it's not a lot, but it's a lot too at the same time compared to in most drafts, the second through fourth pick, you would look at it and say, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't do that in most drafts. Can you imagine like even last year saying I would trade the second through fourth pick for Sabonis or some of these guys? And you're like, no, nah, man, I would take any of these other guys. So it's a testament of the draft that, yeah, I think there are a lot more names, but than normal because some of these names we threw out there and there's probably some people listening saying, Oh my gosh, you are so underselling this draft class and all that. Like, no, it's just, it's kind of a combination of this draft class. It's a combination of where the Mavericks are now, as far as they want to win now and they need a player to step in and get minutes and not a developmental project. And then it's a, it's a, a thing of we've, we talked about this the other day for the first time in a long time, Dallas needs to draft for, for, their need and not just the best player available. You have Luca and KP yeah, as your two cornerstones. Of the best players available. <laughs> yeah, you have you have your two young cornerstones, young young cornerstones. So you need to find players to fit them. And um, yeah, so there's a lot that goes into that. So yeah, there's a decent amount of names there. And whatever your favorite one is, let us know who you would like for them to trade for. Let us know. Tweet me at Nick Van Exit. Tweet Isaac at. Isaac L. Harris, tweet us at Locked On Mavs. Let us know which of those options or which of those packages do you think, uh, or which of those is the most interesting to you? Which are the realistic ones? You know, not the Giannis or Embiid or even like D'Angelo yeah. Russell, but what are the most realistic ones? So let us know. Tweet us. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. If you want to join a, a oh, college yes. basketball tournament, NCAA tournament pool, uh, we are not hosting our uh, our exact or uh, an official one but the smoking cuban fan size mavericks uh branch the smoking cuban cole rast and the guys they're hosting uh they're throwing a uh, one on their twitter you can go to their twitter the smoking cuban and see if you want to join a pool with other mavs fans i recommend i point you to that direction i'll probably jump in that pool also and uh yeah if you want to talk college basketball i'm all about it i'm all about the tournament i'm researching everything i enter a bunch of different work pulls and things online and espn my wife and i compete it's fun do you do it with the same uh, bracket every single time or do you pick different ones sometimes i pick different ones but i'm gonna go with the same bracket this time interesting yeah same bracket this time so it's fun it's march madness and also i have a couple maps.com pieces coming out over the next couple weeks and uh yeah it's fun it's they're a little different so uh, it'll be fun all right there you go guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps Peace out. Boom.